Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. And today we have got more simple, more easy to digest news to talk about. And of course, Tom Bellingham, it is one of the most wondrous events of the year, the Haas F1 car launch. Otherwise known as the Haas F1 picture drop on Twitter. And the one minute video, Tommy, let's not forget the, Sorry, uh, the yes. effort that went into that as well. That okay, didn't work. Little... <laughs> yeah, we, we premiered, didn't we, on YouTube and it was counting down for quite a significant amount of time. And then it went, thanks for watching. We were like, oh, Okay. Yeah, and then, and then we Refresh. heard in our Twitch chat that everyone had already seen the images on Twitter, so that was fun. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, but then we watched it together, didn't we? And we were both um, reasonably underwhelmed. Um, but um, let's get our first thoughts out the way, shall we, Tommy? And um, we, look, we're in car launch season. It's it's you know everybody has their own individual thoughts on what makes a, a livery good or bad. I think for me, what perfectly describes what the Hass car is is it was one of the it's probably the most boring clean car uh i've i i you probably see like it looks good and if it was a unique one-of-a-kind thing you'd go oh it's quite a you know oh, i love the black and then the accents of the white and then the red uh, but we're we're very much in a um part of formula one where this is not this is this is normal this is this is not any kind of sideways step when it comes to livery design. This is straight down carbon vibes with a bit of accents for the team branding. <laughs> yeah, the the car itself, it's not too dissimilar to last year. I think they've cleaned it up a little bit. They've got now even more carbon or black or or whatever they're going to go with, but probably carbon. Got rid of the white on the nose. And You think they're going to paint it, mate? You think no, they're, gonna... they're definitely not going to paint it, no. are they? Definitely uh, and... carbon. <laughs> I think you're right. A few years ago, when this would have been really exciting, and I think when the cars were painted, throw back to three or four years ago, uh, which is a wild thing to think about now, um, and that's why it's kind of so annoying, um, I think it would have looked really, really cool. Um, but, you know, we're probably, we may uh, or may not uh, see a black Mercedes or carbon Mercedes again. We've just seen a McLaren, which is going to be carbon with some orange on it. We're going to see steak on Monday, which I'm predicting already is going to be a lot of carbon with some bright green lines on it. And it just makes you wonder that, yeah, it kind of loses that excitement. And it's not the most interesting color scheme either, just white, uh, white and red, uh, similar to last year. So it does just feel a bit, uh, underwhelming whereas it's so weird because on the grid you look at it and it is underwhelming and you kind of feel like you want to give it like a three or a four out of ten but if it was like you separated 
all the context, everything else, it's actually a really nice, clean-looking livery, and they've done a good job with it. But it is just just what they've got to deal with with this new regulations, which I really, I really hope it changes because I really don't want to see uh, livery season just become this kind of here's a carbon car with a line on it. Yeah, clean but underwhelming, uh, and that's not what we look for in cars like you look back over the years of and the history in formula one you have such vibrant distinguished cars and now you're getting into an era that you, you'll look back and go oh that was a lot of car oh that was a lot of carbon oh that's a lot of carbon and you don't even have kind to of go takes that away far the... back do you you, you no, if you no. watch like the first series of drive to survive which isn't even that long ago or, or like yeah was it first series or second series like 2018 you had like a bright pink racing point a bright orange mclaren a bright yellow renault bright red Ferrari or whatever. And the grid looked really cool. And then, yeah, now you're going to look at the whole starting grid and it will just be carbon cars with a slight bit of paint on, which is which is a shame. And also, I, it's not a hard fix. That's the thing. It's like you just mandate that everyone has to paint their car well, they with a certain type this. of... Yeah. Where, where is it? Where Where is... It, it's so simple. Surely it makes sense as well for sponsors because you can be a bit more creative with with deliveries and therefore uh, shout out particular brands that spend lots of money with the team so for me it's just well, look know, at it, bwt like like everyone roast them for the pink but like we all know bwt it's like that shows that it's such a good marketing tool to make a really unique yeah. bright crazy color and everyone goes oh it's bwt and you know exactly that but when yeah you've got like these carbon underwhelming cars. I bet if you ask people to name like five half sponsors without looking at the car now, you wouldn't be able to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully this will change, fingers crossed, because um, we want we want that identity between each team uh, to be very, very clear. Um, now, the first sort of question that I think is probably on a lot of our minds around this and, and really we want to dive into this further, and it's um, how will Lewis Hamilton... <laughs> Deliver at Ferrari in 2025. Um. <laughs> it is so true, like that. That people has just got so. I don't know that they tried to do something by being the first to launch, uh, and boy, slightly overshadowed to say the least. Slightly. Um, I almost went into how I think Lewis Hamilton will do, but that's not for today. Uh, first question comes in from J L Rube. Is an underwhelming launch perfectly on brand for Haas? Is this your burner account, Tommy? Because I know that you're loading up some slander on this team. So uh, we'll <laughs> wait to see when that one comes out. Um, but I, I think it just, it is, I guess, on brand with where Haas are in the sense of they don't have the resource, the facilities, the the place in order to maybe host a a really amazing car launch and and you know they probably sit down at the start of the year or the end of last year and go so what we're going to do for our car launch this year well we don't really have any money to spare and gene has been on the phone telling us to save every penny so having mechanics dancing around with front wings and tires in their hands and doing all kinds <laughs> of stuff, crazy stuff on our car launch for a car that is probably going to finish 10th in the constructors anyway is probably not the best use of our resource uh, and money. So, yes, it is on brand. I think it very much reflects on where Haas are at the moment, and I didn't expect anything more from them. It's just, 
it's just a bit sad. Obviously, we have had McLaren release their livery as a picture, but I guess this is technically the first car launch, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't know why they'd want to be first, because there's nothing really to talk about when yeah. they don't really shout about it. But I guess on the flip side of that, they want their images blown around everywhere and for people to talk about it. But not the catchiest of livery to maybe keep the conversation going for very long. No, like you say, it is uh, underwhelming to say the least, which, like this person says, is perfectly on brand for Haas. They don't seem to sort of push the boat out. Um, and it's a shame because, like you say, uh, I've mentioned that I'm going to sort of slander them a bit, but it's not It's not the... I feel sorry for the people that are there working in the team because it's no disrespect to them because they're doing everything they can. But what frustrates me is we've just seen uh, Andretti, for example, have their bid rejected. And Andretti are a you know legendary name they've won in everything that they've competed in they're clearly putting so much effort to the point where they were literally like we've got a car from 2025 and they they were really going ham the facilities everything they've shown how serious they are and then you get Haas which are in my opinion a waste of a grid spot if Andretti aren't going to be allowed on there because Gene Haas doesn't want to invest in it they've got a underwhelming livery, an underwhelming driving li- driver lineup, and there's just nothing about them. They have a huge opportunity as this American team when America is like, hu- like hugely into Formula One at the moment, and they are just not even remotely. They're not even like a likable underdog either, in my opinion. I don't know what it is about them. They're just, they're just soulless, basically. And was like, yeah, I'm not going to do much slander. And then ends it saying that they're soulless. Um, but it's true. But, like, what, yeah, no, they're, what, they're literally like, here's a black car with Haas written on in white for the sixth year in a row. Um, and we're going to, yeah, just there's just there's just not anything really interesting about them. And it's a shame when Formula One are rejecting uh, teams. You, you know, you did that joke on Twitter of like, Andretti aren't allowed in because they're... Uh, not going to give anything to Formula One, and then Haas are a bit like, "Oh, this is awkward." <laughs> and it's exactly right. Like, what are Haas giving us that Andretti wouldn't? And this is where there's been conversation and discussion around like teams that are struggling to survive in Formula One. Whether there needs to be, if you know, if there's more and more interest from other parties to join Formula One, a a, a relegation system of somewhat, or something where you know, if wow, they don't achieve much, then bin them off after a few years. Now, this isn't personally just attacking Haas. It's whatever team that's come and gone over the years. Like, whether that's a system that needs to be put in place, who knows? But with Formula One continuously it's growing... the 11th team. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand yeah. why it's a problem. Or do that and allow for two more cars to be on the grid. But apparently Formula One thinks that uh, F1 would gain more... Uh, sorry, Andretti would gain more than, than F1. They can't but, even I mean, claim that it's like... They can't even claim that, oh, you know, we've got to facilitate so much because they let brad pitt drive a formula two car and have its own pit garage at a few of the races and then they're like andretti no no you're not allowed in it's just pathetic really isn't it i think the um uh the cork in the bottle here tommy is monaco they couldn't fit it in the monaco pit lane so um well has yeah. can sit that one out then 
Right, next question. We've had, 20, we've had like 24, 26 teams at Monaco, and yeah. if anything, the pit yeah. lane is, is bigger than it was. So. Hey, babes, it was a joke. Don't worry. No, I know. Just before the comments Put your sword in. away before, you know, that Monaco <laughs> slander was a joke. Don't worry, I'd never come after you about that beautiful place. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May the 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Next question comes in from Dom EFC. Why do Haas never capitalise on being the only US team and going with a US-style livery? I don't know, really, to be honest with you. Exactly. Maybe it's because they don't have a lot to shout about by being at the back, and maybe that, in, in turn, they just decide to not go down that route because it's not going to benefit them in any way, and, and if anything, make them potentially more memeable and silly if they're trying to be like, oh, yeah, stars and stripes, <laughs> and Stick they're at the an back. eagle on the nose cone. Yeah, yeah. hire Logan Sargent, boom, just go you're for absolutely it. sorted. Uh, but yeah, it's I guess it's linked with just the fact they're so hindered by not being able to spend a huge amount of money every year in order to develop this team. They are just trying to survive and praying for a miracle, but that's been going on for quite some time now. Like They did used to score points, and they did when they first joined. They were really impressive, and apart from the fact they couldn't put a will nut on properly around Australia <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like you know you think back to those days they were quick and now they are just hanging on for dear life and sh is that what Formula One should be like once you get a pass into Formula One should you always have that pass until you run out of money I don't know it just seems slightly backwards when there are other potentially more likable better teams waiting in the wings yeah exactly that what are they giving to the the sport really not not a lot and like you say they're they're gonna Probably, you know, they're going backwards. They're not doing well. And even, yeah, like you say, the livery's underwhelming. The driver lineup, I'd argue, is a bit underwhelming as well. They're, they're not really, like, giving a lot. And they could do so much more as this US team. And, you know, I was only, jo I was only joking about the whole, like, paint an eagle on it and make it blue with stars stripes but something just do something to make it likable like, yeah yeah they could be this likable team like we've seen teams in the past like your minardis or whatever or they're trying to do something fun and they're like this like they could even just be a, like a likable underdog team but they just don't really and this is this is why like i do feel bad for slandering them and i want to say like this is no disrespect to like all the people working there because the clearly the problem is at the top and it's not being funded enough to give it a, a proper go so like they're already they're they're, they're never going to be able to compete with the investment and the lack of effort that is being put into them so they're always they're already like on the back foot so and it just makes them like a bit of a laughing stock really and I think it's not just to do with the car development and trying to do well in races. It goes down to just the general branding, messaging, and how they come across as a team. Because for me, you look at them from the outside looking in, and they just 
feel like a business. They just feel like quite a a bland kind of. I mean, there's, yeah, there's having the thing on delivery like that, house tools or whatever. It's like yeah. Where's the Brilliant. fun? Like, yeah, where is that kind of marketability in, in the sense of people wanting to invest their emotions into your team and to buy merch and, and that sort of stuff? There is just nothing to, to draw you in. And you think back many <clears> years to, let's say, one that always comes to mind is Lotus and how they did social media and yeah. how they were the first ones to just take the mickey and just have a lot of fun with it. And the amount of fans that that garnered, they weren't anything special, I don't think, at that no, time in terms really. of performances, but they... They brought so many fans in because they opened their doors, in a sense, to to fans' hearts. And it was, yeah, I just feel like that they used to be a bit fun, Hass, on social media. And then they lost that, I think, after the whole Schumacher-Mazepin partnership. And they kind of gave up after that, I think, just purely because of how bad they were. So yeah, since then, they just feel they have lost a lot. Uh, yeah, at least if they had, like I say, this fun side to them, then they might be this kind of plucky underdog that, yeah, don't have much budget, but you're like, oh, well... The car's cool and they're they're really funny on social media and they're trying to be silly with, uh, you know, certain marketing things or or whatever. But I couldn't name any like like the only things that have happened to Hass have all been spectacularly bad publicity in terms of sponsors or the people that they've got in on the team and things like that. That's all they had uh, going for it. And Gunther Steiner, because he swore in DTS and he's not even there anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, Gunther was probably the last straw in terms of personality and yeah. people actually wanting to support Gunther. That was a big thing, wasn't it? It was the amount yeah. of people from Drive to Survive that just loved Gunther and wanted has to do well. Anyway, let's move on to another question. This one comes in from Sam Dougie Douglas. If you were Hass, would you not just give up and sell to Andretti? I think I can see this being probably the way out. Um, I don't know how many years down the line Gene Haas decides to continuously burn money here, but I think eventually they will just go, there's no point anymore. But the fact that they've sacked Gunter to get another team principal in gives me the impression that they're at least going to give this until the new regulations, if not maybe a year into that, to roll the dice again to see if they can come up with something that's decent. And if not, if at the end of 2026 they're still not great, that's when they bin it off and potentially sell. That's, in my head, the the journey for, for Haas from here. Yeah. It, I can never see them being like this powerhouse thing, but at least if they were, like you say, like fun or something, it might be or had something about them. But Andretti is obviously, this is going to be a question that is going to get brought up a lot of like, come on, Haas, just let someone else have a go because they feel like they are just sort of hanging about in a, and it's they're not welcoming new teams into Formula 1, clearly even a team that I think Andretti were very serious about it. I don't know why they thought they weren't serious and wouldn't accept them. But, the te- the Formula One teams have gone on about how much money they would be and how they could they've been offered to sell their slots on the grid for like billions and billions and you think like why not do it <laughs> like yeah and and then especially like if Haas really want to promote their power tools or whatever just sell the team use that money. And stick a big Haas logo on the Andretti or something. Like, what 
like what are they getting out of Formula They'd One at the moment? I don't. Know. <laughs> I know they wouldn't, but well, they could sponsor another another car. Like, there's nothing to say they couldn't. Like that would be quite the um, yeah, quite the the downfall, wouldn't it? We've we've left F1, but there's our sticker still remains. Uh, okay, next question, uh, Charlandos. Why did Charles start a live literally the second the premiere was starting <laughs> and finish the live two minutes later? I did wonder that. I was like, wait, is Charles Leclerc somehow linked to this Haas launch with the fact that they have Ferrari engines and stuff? Loaded up the Instagram live. No, he's karting. I think it was just a terrible coincidence, personally. Yeah, definitely. But mm-hmm. also, it was the to the second almost as the Haas car launch started. <laughs> it was like, and I was like oh, Charles live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, Haas were combating blooming Lewis Hamilton joining Ferrari, and then they had the other Ferrari driver going live on Instagram. Ah, oh, my goodness me, poor Haas. They really were fighting against the tide with this one. But um, I think it was just a coincidence. It was just a coincidence, but yeah, uh, Haas. Yeah, they they had it. They were up against it to try and create any uh, kind of huge chatter and promo. But like I said, that you know they didn't even. They've got a new team principal, which we'll talk about in a bit. They didn't even present him. It's just literally just a render of a car, nothing from the drivers, nothing from from anyone else, which we always obviously joke about, oh, it's a bit boring when they go on and on for a car launch, but not even afterwards. Like We've not even seen pictures of, like I don't know, the new overalls or anything like that, and from what I've seen at least anyway. So it is literally just, here's a car, goodbye. Um, so yeah, they were. It, I guess they maybe maybe they thought, well, we're never going to compete. Uh, let's just quietly launch it. Yeah, but what, what, if that is their mentality, why, why are they, they still why here? Are they exactly. here? What, what's the is, point? Like, make an effort. Give us yeah. some driver interviews. Get K Mag saying, "Suck my balls." Whatever it might be, you know what I mean. Just, just let's just, you know. They didn't even make know. a thing of that either. Like that could have been something that they could have made such a sung and dance about and they kind of did a little bit with the odd tweet but you know you've got Magnussen and Hulkenberg that had this big spat and I don't know you never you never see anything on like YouTube of the two Haas drivers having a laugh no. or something like nothing I mean I I did see something actually which I'm going to quickly search while and, you're searching um, for that sure, yeah. like the I mean th- this sums it up that as two Formula 1 fans like when we were doing our car launch on Twitch, you said, oh, no, there is a video. And I was like, well, I didn't even know they had a YouTube channel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just no... They didn't really post about it, did they? The fact that they're going to be live and sharing the video, they just kind of went, boom, there you go. I mean, look, they they did a a fans Q&A with Kevin and Nico on their YouTube channel two months ago. Seven and a half thousand views. How, as two Formula One drivers... (laughs) Yeah. Is, is and that... I've never, never seen that or like, yeah, no. I wouldn't even know that was on there. Yeah. And it's, and it, yeah, I think they're just really need to change how they, you know, maybe we can, you know, get a, a P1 logo on us and then we can give our, I mean, give our advice. I mean, a purple livery, that would, that would have got us talking, Oof. wouldn't it? Oof. It'd slow us down because obviously we don't need purple <laughs> accents, Tommy, because of course we'll them get down the even more. They will go from yeah. a whopping 10th in the constructors to 10th in the constructors. To be fair, if they're going to get 10th, I mean... We'll get onto this very quickly uh, in a second about how slow they're already predicting they're going to be. If they're going to be slow, they might as well look good doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, come exactly. on, let's let's just make, let's make the whole car gold. You know what I mean? Just something to yeah. 
to really give it uh, some. And this is the final question, Mega versus Primus. Has AO been too honest with saying they will be last in Bahrain? So to give you context, the new team principal has essentially, no, not essentially, said that they will be uh, towards the back, if not last in Bahrain. How? What a first statement to like say at a car launch. You can't, like, that, <laughs> that is why some people be like, oh, Matt, that tweet's a bit harsh, isn't it? Because obviously I tweeted saying, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you 10th in the constructors. They're but there is no way. Themselves are saying it. Yeah. There is no way that a team is going to get any higher than 10th in the constructors, in my, in my mind, if the team principal is already writing off their chances before the season's begun. And we know what Hass's development path is anyway. Usually they're okay at the start of the year because they've invested in a lot of development for that moment. And then they do maybe one more upgrade in the whole of the year. And then they're like, oh, maybe they'll be good then. If they're going to be rubbish out the blocks, that's not looking good. No, exactly. What what a thing to... And again, you know, he's he's only being honest and a, and a realist, but... It's not the greatest statement to come out with when you're a new team principal. You know, no. you're meant to be building this team up and going, I know things are looking bad and we're, we're probably, we're going to struggle, but we can get there eventually. Like, where's the ambition? Yeah, and anything even to if just it is it. just unrealistic, like a little bit of ambition, you've got to think like the people there that, you know, how is that motivating to, to yeah. hear stuff like that when you've just been working your butt off on a building a Formula One car and the team principal's going, well, yeah, we're going to finish last, aren't we? Let's be honest. Oh, they haven't even had testing yet. They haven't even rolled the car out, which for me basically makes me think that they haven't even changed the car from last year or something. Like it, it genuinely feels like that because, yeah, I appreciate the honesty, but on the flip side, as you say, think of the hundreds of people working at this Haas team, slaving away trying to make this car better and make this team better, and then the team principal's just come in and gone, nah, mate, no chance. It just needs to wrap it and go, look, it's going to be quite a difficult start to the year we envisage, but, you know, we're working really hard. Whatever it might be, just to kind of sugarcoat it a little bit. <laughs> you don't need to be so uh, cutthroat. Yeah. We don't need, like, oh, my goodness me. Maybe at the end of testing you go, yeah, it's not looking great. Not before they've even rolled the blooming car out. That's that's crazy. So um, Matt and Tommy for team principal of P1 Racing very soon. Right, that is it, Tom Bellingham. And everybody listening and watching, uh, thank you, as always. Thank you for the support yesterday as well on our Lewis Hamilton content, whether it's over on P1 or our brand new YouTube channel, Wheel Knowledge. Please go and subscribe to that if you haven't already. We've also got a video on there. Why has Lewis Hamilton uh, gone to Ferrari for 2025? What are your final thoughts, Thomas? My final thoughts are, yes, do go subscribe to that new channel because we've got lots more exciting ideas and like we were going to tell you, um, and we did put some graphics out, but we changed our video anyway because of the Lewis Hamilton news that don't worry, P1 is going to be the same. We said it on, on our Twitch stream and stuff, but in case you didn't know, don't worry about the level of content coming out on P1. It's exactly the same uh, and spruced up even better as well. So um, we're not doing a house. We're putting some effort in. One last has dig before that's because we believe we can finish better than 10th that's uh, <laughs> that's the difference here isn't it P10 so, uh, with Matt and Tommy <laughs> yeah we're P1 we have to work hard mate alright thank you everybody see you soon lots of love bye, bye.
P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.